Welcome to entrepreneurs, those who are seekers of the of the truth or spiritually searching or inquisitive about deeper things in life. So this session uh, is all about um, belief. Now, what's really important to understand about belief? Often, it's uh, seen as synonymous with uh, religions or spirituality. Uh, as if belief is like one thing and science is another. Um, but actually, every activity we do requires a, a certain quality of belief. In science, there are a lot of beliefs and assumptions about things. There's ultimately a certain assumption that one has to um, come up with and have a belief that it could be true. Uh, some things show patterns and sequences um, and behaviors and then we come to believe that based on the predictability of something so i really want to broaden and, and get a more mature understanding of those who are pushing for a more deeper dimension to their life beyond just matter and material um, that belief isn't something just that you're on weak ground when it comes to belief and as if it's only spiritualists or seekers of other dimensions or aspects of ourselves, uh, we're the only ones who are kind of believing and empiricists and scientists, um, they're just basically facts. They don't believe in anything. They understand the truth. Um, no, that is not true uh, at all. Uh, to a wide range of degree, a lot of uh, science, natural sciences, um, yes, they can show predictability and patterns that, that occur in all times and places in some areas of their experimentations. And then that leads them to conject and believe other things. You know, you can take the ultimate, like the idea that um, they believe the earth is a certain amount of years old or the universe is a certain amount of years old. Um, well, every 10 years they change the date. <laughs> Uh, that's a belief. There's a belief there. Um, we're going to look at the quality of that belief because there are different. When we talk about belief, we're talking about faith. So they have faith or belief um, in something based on certain patterns and predictability. And not all scientists actually believe the same things or have the same level of faith in some what other scientists are saying. So this idea that, you know, faith is just you, you've got to believe that you're spiritual. Um, no, it's not at all. Um, particularly in the Bhakti Yoga tradition, um, belief is um, understood on three levels. So let's call it faith. When you have faith or belief in something, um, every activity you perform in life has a certain degree of faith to it. An example is if you had never seen a plane, you'd never been on a plane before and someone brought you to a plane uh, you've never seen anything fly like that before. And they said, look, this thing can fly. Um, you know, and you hear it revving up and they're going to put you on board. You're going to be pretty fearful the whole way through, pretty much. You know, a, a normal person would be like, well, I, I, you know, I'm just going to have to believe your word for it. But along the way, there's going to be some insecurity all the way along the journey um, until you hit the land on the other side, you land, that then you can actually say, wow, it is true. I believe it's possible. So in the beginning, there was some blind faith um, or a little bit of uh, just an, someone said, look, believe me, brother, that this this plane can fly. So that's just basically blind acceptance of something. I just believe. Um, 
he didn't give him any knowledge about the plane, which is another thing that he could have done to the passenger and said, look, hey, before you get on the plane, I'm going to take you through a series, a month of or hours of training of how the plane works, how it's been flown before, um, how the dynamics work, the safety precautions, how it lands. Um, do you think that the faith of the person getting on the plane if they'd had that introductory seminars and hours of training and knowledge about how the plane works, their faith would have been of a different quality and a little deeper, of course. So there's faith, blind faith, and there's faith based on knowledge. And the quality of that knowledge and understanding, the quality of that knowledge and understanding will determine, again, the deepening of that faith. If it starts to make sense, if it seems to line up with a lot of other experiences uh, that the presentation was linking to, look, you've, you know, um, certain physics that you've already understood. You may have known a little bit about materials and, and wheels and things. So, you know, depending on your knowledge and background and hearing more knowledge, your faith would have been based deepened by knowledge. So that's the second quality of faith, faith based on good knowledge, knowledge that has good reason, good logic, logic and even evidence. OK. Um, and experimentation and research. Now, the third level of faith is when you get on the plane and you get to the other side and you think now you have knowledge based on experience so every activity we do depending on how much we know about what we're going to do and the amount of experience we've had doing that particular thing will determine the quality of our faith on belief mm. so it's normal when you come into the realm of spirituality or particularly back to yoga, of course, your faith in the beginning, has, you have limited knowledge, limited experience. And there's a certain degree that somehow or other um, you have an interest in this arena. Something's attracted to you. Usually spirituality is you go to an event, you're in an atmosphere or you talk to someone or you come across some sound vibration, which are books. Books are sound vibration on a page. Um, as I point out before, people say, I don't need books to learn from. Uh, please look deeper into the statement and understand that saying you don't read books to learn yourself taught is a ludicrous idea. Ludicrous, because all books are is recorded sound and knowledge and teachings. Um, so if you don't like reading books, then you don't then don't listen to anyone <laughs> and don't listen to yourself because you learned it all from others through sound, through language. OK, so. Um, so knowledge, knowledge is important. So when you first come across spirituality, you might have got a book, some sound vibration it's triggered off and it's resonated with you and it's given you a little bit of faith. That this could be true. Okay. And that can happen outside of spiritual realms as well. You know, uh, you read some quantum physics, kind of makes sense. You read some books, it's pretty out there, but someone gives you a basic understanding of quantum physics or something or um, aerodynamics. And you think, well, that makes kind of sense to me. Um, I want to pursue that further. I've, I've got an interest. In, I want to know how to fly or I want to know how to have a spiritual experience, understand my real identity as a spiritual being. Or I want to understand the supreme, the divine. I believe there's a divine. Now, next step is that, you you know, you, you will then seek out those who are environments and, and um, arenas where you can find out more. And of course, in any arena, you want to, you know, build relationships around those people you're learning from and start to build some trust. 
that one, they're genuine. Are they authorized? Do they come? Is there any history, evidential or sequential teachings that go back through a lineage that can be verified? And that's the uniqueness of Bhagavad Gita. You can, out of a lot of the spiritual texts, the uniqueness of the Vedic knowledge is that it's traceable from teacher to teacher, all the way back to when Krishna spoke it and beyond that. But this particular re-speaking of the Bhagavad Gita goes back 5,000 years. And that chain of disciplic succession is there in the introduction. You can trace those teachers back. You can actually learn about those teachers and the history and evidence of how they lived, whether they were genuine or not. That's that's actually unique to Vedic. It's called the Parampara, and Krishna explains that in the fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Evam parampara praptam imam vidu. So this knowledge is handed down. Um, so then you want to, you know, get more knowledge, get around the right types of people and, and start to, um, you know, that will increase your faith because your learning needs to expand. It needs to be solidified in that, yes, I now, my faith has gone beyond just kind of blind or um, baby stage to the fact that now I'm con- I'm getting convinced. I understand. Um and of course, the next stage is that should be on offer in any genuine spiritual path is that, well, what's the, can I apply this knowledge and will I get a result and an experience? That's a third quality of faith. That's the, that's the quality that you really want. You want the, the you know, the initial inquisitiveness to faith based by deepening through knowledge and association and learning. And then you want to have an experience. And once you start getting the experience, now you say, well, in Bhakti, it's gradual. You don't get the full blown in the beginning. But in Bhakti, they, in the Krishna text, you get, um, you'll get a sequence of symptoms that you will experience uh, each stage. So you can verify your symptoms of even the early stages, the dawning of your spiritual uh, experiences. You can verify that that's what you're experiencing because anyone who enters the laboratory of these practices, you see they get the same experiences. So, so some of you have been learning about, okay, so I'm potentially, I'm, I'm non-material. I've, I've, I've kind of, that was the, the, the initial teachings is just to get you to, with reason, logic, and some experience of your own life, you can understand how you've changed bodies, how there's consciousness. Consciousness lets you know you're non-material. There's something about you that doesn't change, even in the body, the mind, the thoughts, the feelings, they all come and go. So you get this idea of always existing, being permanent, existing or being permanent. And this is the key foundation because that knowledge is talking about experiences that you actually have, but you haven't been that deeply conscious that you're actually having experiences of being non-material. You know, and if we've always believed we're material or we've just been drifting and asleep, it's it takes a while to see those things. And as we've been learning, lifestyle affects consciousness. So if you're living an intoxicating life, I mean, intoxicating, not just in terms of drugs and alcohol and things, but intoxicating life in terms of just trying to satisfy your body and mind and drowning it in experiences, you know, stimulating the mind and body through screens and movies and all kinds of things and you know, you're not really going to, you're actually unconscious. You're kind of drunk on materialism. How can you actually see uh, through or, or see properly when you're in that state? So the initial stages in Bhakti laboratory, you know, from the from the initial learning phase and then learning more, is it then says, live a certain way. Do certain things. You know, don't do this. 
do this, meaning this is going to allow you to see and, and understand more and deepen your faith to the point of understanding you're having experiences, even these initial baby st um, or, or beginning stages, you're going to be understand who you are to some degree, at least on a knowledge level, intellectual level. So this is so so faith is there. But it's the quality of faith. So you should be asking yourself, you know, to get up in the morning tomorrow, you have to have faith that you're going to wake up tomorrow. If you're going to make plans, you must believe you're going to wake up tomorrow. So faith is there in every activity we do. And it is also there on the spiritual path. So we're not asking people to just believe blindly. We have extensive encyclopedias and books to drown you in knowledge based faith. That will, that will give you the intelligence to understand, wow, it actually makes sense what is being spoken here. And then within those teachings is, okay, now put that into practice and you will actually get a deep experience. So this is really amazing. That's why Bhagavad Gita is called a theistic science. The Yobhakti Yoga texts are very unique. It's a it's a theistic science. You you follow the instructions. You you sharpen your intelligence. You begin to see what's going on, and you live the lifestyle for upgrading consciousness. You will get the experience you're looking for. Then, key to this presentation, is that obviously. In the early stages of anything, in building a business as an entrepreneur, getting into a sport, you want to go to the Olympics. In the beginning stages, it's going to be hard because you're you're not conditioned. You haven't trained yourself. You you haven't really done the work yet to get to the Olympic level or to the financial level. You're just starting out into the worldwide of wealth creation or spiritual development. So as you start off in your in your bhakti or spiritual path your faith is relatively weak, which is normal. You're going to feel like you're up and down, toing and froing. You believe one day, not the next, because of old conditioning and habits. Just like people who want to build entrepreneurial online businesses. You see, they sign up for these courses of Amazon courses, and after six months, they flake out. They lose faith. This becomes too hard. You know, they're just on their own at home, online. So similarly, with your spiritual progress, it's really important that you, someone can breathe faith or belief into you. Not just in an evangelical big sermon, so to speak. You need someone to breathe into you the faith of someone you trust, who know has the results and the learning of what you want to obtain. They've already got that wealth creation, that financial freedom. They've already got been to the Olympics. They've already got a certain level of enlightenment that you know. So it's really important that you, in those early stages and all the way, but particularly in the early stages, you want to be able to connect with someone that when you're feeling weak in your faith, you've got some knowledge now, but you've still got, um, you haven't built up that strength and that faith deep enough. You need to connect and have a mentor. You need a mentor, someone in your life you connect with, who when you're down or when you're feeling weak, they breathe that faith into you. This is really, really important habit to lean into someone who can keep you moving forward. We're all going to go through tests. We're going to have days. You've got to know how to pick up that phone, connect to someone and speak what you're going through. And those doubts and fears are normal in any success path. Doubts and fears will come and haunt us sometimes. And that's when you need to lean in 
so someone can breathe that faith into you. Okay. What are they? But that faith is based on their experience and knowledge. You're not just connecting with someone who you blindly following. You you know through your your already um, knowledge that you're learning and the experiences you've already had. You know you're onto something. But some days it feels like oh it's slipping away or you have doubts. That's why you have to lean in. That's why Krishna says it's really important that the guru is someone you lean into who can really get you back on track. Yeah. So good. We're learning about different qualities of faith. And just because you're taking up this spiritual path or a self-development path on the deepest level doesn't mean you're just believing blindly. You're just like anyone in any in any field or arena. You've got to keep your faith strong based on practices daily, reading, reinforcing every day, having those habits as an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, a spiritual entrepreneur, to, to, to keep you going. And this separates those who make it and those who don't. Yeah. So this is really key, these habits. You've got to know how to, when your faith is down, how to lean into your practices and your reading and your, and, and particularly your mentors or your gurus or instructing teachers that you can lean into them and keep that faith going all right so you've learned a little bit or expanded or deepened your understanding or maybe you knew anyway but you remembering now that every activity requires a certain quality of faith and there's faith blindly there's faith based on knowledge and there's faith based on experience. And there's also, you know, faith, you have an experience and then you learn knowledge as well. So having the knowledge and experience together is the winning combination. Hmm. And those who want to be successful know that they need you need to lean into those and build relationships and trust with those who already have the results you want and lean into them. And so when you go through those difficult times, when you're feeling weak and your faith is weak, you immediately need to connect to someone who can breathe the faith into you, who believes in you, who can give you that to move you forward. And you can see that happening in sport, in the military, it happens in uh, education, someone, a mentor who pushes you through when you're just feeling a little weak. And that isn't a sign of weakness leaning into someone. It's an essential ingredient. So here's some thoughts about really valuing getting into an environment, making sure on the spiritual path you're getting comprehensive, detailed knowledge of what it is you're trying to understand, that you're inquiring so you're getting so your faith can deepen through inquiry, understanding the science of the self. And then by application, you get the experience. And at the same time, you've got those relationships in place to keep you going when the when tough times come or faith, fear and doubt come. All right, I'll leave you with these thoughts. Uh, till the next time.